0: Welcome back to episode four of Frankly Speaking Podcast. Um, so, I just want to say before we delve into tonight's topic, um, there will be probably a little break after this podcast. Uh, we'll see how long the break is going to be. I need to recenter myself, especially with everything going on. I feel I've, I've been a little bit off balance and uh, I feel there's a change trying to happen inside of me and growth that's starting to happen that I need to tend to without distraction. So I just wanted to, if anyone's be, will be looking out for episode five, know what's coming. However, there, there's definitely going to be a little break after this, uh, Particular podcast. So, with that said, let's jump into uh, episode four. Which, hmm, how to put this? This is going to be a lot. I'm going to try my best to <sighs> make it at a decent time and not go too long. But I think. This particular podcast is necessary, especially with the climate that is happening in the country at the moment. And what I'm going to be talking about tonight is. I guess in a lack of better term, you know, we'll be called be considered demons. And, you know, I know you probably like demons. Like, what what is he talking about? So. I know a lot of us hear demons and we, you know, a lot of us, and especially in this country, are conditioned by one of the major religions to think that demons mean some type of entity, uh, physical entity that's trying, like a devil or something like that. And usually that's not the case. That's a very misconception. Um, But that's usually the case with A lot of people in this country and especially to, you know, especially because of what you believe in and what you don't believe in, you don't really look too much into what the real meaning of things are. And I've definitely been guilty of that in my time, my life as well. And there are still things that I'm still pretty, you know, nesting about as well. So the demons that we're going to be talking about are things that you deal with every day. You feed these demons the mainstream media feed these demons and those demons uh, pretty much eat away at us and the society as a whole. So pretty much what we're going to be talking about. The first one is going to be procrastination. And all of these demons here are particularly the ones that are causing and wreaking havoc. These energies are causing and wreaking havoc. And part of the reason why we're going through what we're going through, especially as the black community seems to be uh, an outcry again. You know, we've been going through this mess for about... hmm, in this country, in this particular landmass, maybe about a little over 400 years, four to 500 years, uh, and other landmasts, it's been well over a thousand years. So, the first one is going to be procrastination. And everyone has been aware or displayed or entertained the energy and demon of procrastination and when I speak about these demons I'm speaking about them in relation to what's going on in the plight of the black community now if you aren't black and you're listening to this podcast and you feel as though you can take something away from these particular energies and uh, demons so to say then please feel free you know because these things aren't just about the black community, but they particularly affect the black community because they've been unleashed on us for quite some time. So a lot of what's going on right now is not so much uh, as physical as it is mental. You know, there's called, there's silent weapons for silent wars, and silent weapons are just that, ideologies that, um pretty much paralyze a people or a group of people. You know, it can paralyze an individual. It can paralyze a whole group of people. It can paralyze a whole generations and multiple generations at a time. And these are the things that are being used in this system that we live in. You know, they like to call it the system of white supremacy, but it's much greater than that. That's just an aspect of the print. That's just an illusion that, you know, They put out in front of us so we can focus on. And yes, it is real and it does happen. And there are white folk that do believe in they are superior to other people. I mean, there's black folk that believe that they're superior to other people. So that's not necessarily anything uh, unique to the white folk. The difference is uh, the ones that do practice white supremacy, which is embedded into the system that we live in, is they can truly alter your life, and you can't really alter theirs, per se, with ease, with the same amount of ease and effort, so that's really the difference, but, uh, so the demon of procrastination has really been, I mean, all of these that we're going to talk about tonight have been... I mean, I don't even know if you can really classify one higher than the other or more detrimental than the other, but procrastination has been one that ever since uh, the inception of or the first uprising of the retaliation of, you know, being mistreated happened, there's always been an air of procrastination. You know, there's been those of us, you know, in the black community over the last 400 years who've spoken up like, Hey, we got to do this. We got to create our own. We got to start training. We got to learn more about X, Y, Z. We got to, you know, get more educated in this. So when this happens, we know how to, you know, react or we need to be more proactive rather than reactionary. And one of the things that has been, you know, um, Holding us back has been procrastination. You know, so you, we always think about procrastination as just putting it off for another time. Right. And uh, we don't want, uh, I don't feel like doing it. We, uh, we get procrastination and laziness mixed up a lot of times. They're very similar in there, but there is a line between procrastination and laziness. Procrastination. Is something that we've all experienced, we all do. However, in terms of the, what's going on in the black community, procrastination has been eating at the soul of the nationality of being black and action and being actionable. Because usually procrastination comes from being afraid of failing, you know, what it, well, if we do this, then what if it don't work? That's what procrastination does. You know, and, and you can see how that sounds like an excuse because all of these are very closely connected. They're all they all walk hand in hand. But the we've been procrastinating for so long and we've been allowing these energies to eat at our abilities to. I mean, pretty much complete tasks that we need to complete, whether it's in ourselves in our daily lives and, you know, doing what we want to do, building our businesses, building our communities, any of it, going back to school. And it does get down very deep into the personal individual. And like I said, all of these these demons are going to touch everyone because we all entertain these demons and we probably still do but in the overall thing uh of the black community these demons really have a grip on us so you know procrastination is the one i wanted to talk about first because Really, it, I mean, it really is just delaying tactics, stalling, you know, making things, you know, trying to make it temporary. It, it, it's just, it's a issue that anyone who has a business, anyone who is great at something, whether it's, you know, a sports player, uh, you know, an entrepreneur, they'll tell you. One of the things that you have to get rid of, and this applies to us as a whole, and those are with like minds who want to build and break off from those that don't, who do want to continue in this route. You have to get rid of procrastination. You can't make anything work if you continue to procrastinate. So that's the first demon, procrastination. The second one, who the second one is uh, one that is very close to me and is self-doubt. This particular demon uh, along with procrastination. But this one here. Is I mean, it's simply a lack of confidence and oneself or one's abilities, right? That's the definition of it. I mean, but think about that in terms of a people. How many times when you, if you hear, uh, you know, anybody talking about the black community in any sort of way, you always hear them talk about the self-doubt. You know, we don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe in the next black man. We don't believe in the next black woman. And that self-doubt has come from you you know years and hundreds of years of being you know treated second rate really and it's still happening. And so with that self-doubt when you don't believe in yourself and you don't have faith in your, in the next black man to help you out and back you up because there's been a history of soon as there's any type of organization, Here comes some other group of people to tear us down and break everything, right? And the one that you had faith in and you you thought you could trust ends up running off or he ends up turning your back and going to shop with them because he bought into the idea that their ice is colder when it all freezes at 32 degrees, you see? So that self-doubt is very very detrimental and it's a cancer. You see, self-doubt is something that, as I said, I dealt with um, and I still deal with a lot and anyone who knows, sorry, anyone who knows, uh, knows me, knows that I I become really self-critical at times of my own self and that's part of the reason why it took me so long to finally get this podcast done because I had so much self-doubt. Now, I still go through bouts of it from time to time and if I'm going through it, I can only imagine what others are going through in their everyday lives. And then the idea of it, because if you self-doubt on an individual level, there's no way you're not going to self-doubt on a national level about the other people who look like you. So, you know, not having confidence in the fact that you know what to do and how to handle things properly, because every time you go to handle something, it's being oh you're aggressive or oh you you always messing something up or oh look at you, look at you, oh you can't you can't take people nowhere, all oh, you know that all feeds into the self doubt, and it has to stop. It really does, because we're never going to get anywhere if we continue to procrastinate. And we continue to have self-doubt. Those two things, one, you know, we could address either one of these demons that we talk about tonight. It would make drastic differences, but it has to start with these. So the things about these demons are they have to be addressed individually first. So and that's another piece that I'll talk about when I when we get through all the rest of them. I'll talk about how to you know, a solution that probably all black people need, you know, so self-doubt another is definitely a cancer and it can be a cancer in anybody's life, black or otherwise. So uh, let's move on to the next one. You don't need to spend too much time on self-doubt because as I said, a lot of these, all of these demons, we're all going to be able to relate to, but I want to bring them up because These are the things that are really holding back the entire black community from really bringing true organization. And really being the nation of becoming a nation of people that we need to be to really affect true change for our own livelihood. So the next one, who this is a fun one here is being lazy you know the everyone knows a lazy person everyone has experienced being lazy once in their lives and um it's just one of those things where you know we think that being lazy is you know it's really a big deal especially in especially in a black household being lazy is one of the uh it's one of the worst things you can ever do you know my are you a little lazy ass get you, you know, it, it's really that's one thing I think that is a pet peeve in the in ent- across the entire. Black diaspora over the world over, if there's one thing, <laughs> one trait that all black people don't like is laziness. And yet it seems like we're the laziest people on the planet. You know, and that's by design, to be to be quite frankly, um, and pretty much what laziness kind of turns out to be. It, they they say it's a lack of motivation, and that's probably what it is. You know, but it's more. It's a little bit more than that. It's a lack of motivation, but it also can be two extremes you know, it can be overstimulation, it can be understimulation, or it can be, you know, most of the time it probably is a lack of energy, you know, when people get lazy, they just loaf around and things like that, they seem like they're not interested in things like that, but really it's either they're unmotivated or they don't have the energy to, in which those things are hand in hand, so looking at the the country and looking at the black folk all over the country in the different cities and things like that it seems like we're very lazy we don't do anything you know we seem unmotivated we always seem to be distracted and you know we're either over sexualized or you know pretty much you know have too much impulses going on you know distractions In in other words which is going to be is a whole nother set of uh, demon that we're good to. And as you see, you know, these things overlap. So being lazy, not having the motivation to get out there and get what you need to get, get out there and get a job, get out there to better oneself. Go back to school to do this or, you know, go get that certificate. That's going to really push you over because there's so many of us that have so many great ideas and that are immensely talented in every aspect of talent, wherever there's talent that you can have talent in. Whether it's intellectual talent, whether it's physical talent, whether it's artistic talent. It doesn't matter. We have a plethora and an endless resource of talent that seems to be plagued by laziness you know so and when the main issue that laziness attacks is creativity and one of the only ways we're going to get out of this situation outside of organization and la- and getting rid of procrastination and self-doubt is we have to have creativity And pull our creativity back within ourselves because we're being exploited. Just like, you know, the ground and the environment around us, we're being exploited for all of those precious gems of creativity. So that's laziness. And this next one here, probably should save this one to the end, but we're going to talk about it now. Uh, because this is probably <laughs> the biggest, uh, the biggest one, because this one is going to cross, it's going to cross us over into so many different aspects, but it's also going to be the reason why this, a lot of this oppression is being done upon us as well. So this next one is going to be fear. You probably already guessed it, but, um, uh, Fear. You know, they, I'm looking at the some of my notes here and uh, the Internet tells you that fear is an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, real or imagined. So I'm going to read that one more time and I want you to think about what's actually happening right now outside your door. And what's being propagated by the media. So I'm going to read it one more time and keep that thought in your head. An unpleasant feeling triggered by a perception of danger, real or imagined. Meaning you, the fear that might be triggered, and and we're going to talk about this, uh, these police brutality things, And issues that's going on that needs to really needs to cease because you got scaredy cats. You got people that are in fear for their lives out here policing the streets. And you can't have that. You can't have that because when they perceive that they're in danger, what does the body do? This is this is across the board. No human being is exempt from this. When you're in danger and you feel like you're in danger, two things happen. Fight or flight. And these these police officers and or military personnel now have been trained to eliminate the flight response. This is what basic training is about. It's to eliminate the flight to run away. That's what basic training is about. It's to have them in the mind that when fear kicks in, you attack. No matter what the situation. It is not there to control your fear. It is there to use your fear. In assistance to attack. And this is what's happening with the police brutality. These these men and women out here that are behind these contracts with badges on. Are in fear of their lives when they see black people. And they attack. For the ones that ended, those interactions that ended in death, which it, you know, 90, probably 99% of them should have never ended in death, but they did. You see? So fear is probably one of the biggest, you know, um, the biggest traits that all humans share. However, it's one of the ones that is causing the most problems. And why do these people, why do all people fear the black people so much? You know, whether it's the Arab man, the Asian man, the the, the European man, you know, shoot, even some of the black people in their own communities fear each other. So what is it about? The black man that fe- makes everyone fear, but yet we're not out—we're not out here going around killing folk, killing folk. We might, you know, have a little confrontation amongst ourselves, but that you're always gonna have that okay, in all walks of life in all nationalities. You're gonna have that. Who you think killed the most white people? It ain't us. It's white people. Who you think killed the most Arab people? It ain't us. It ain't black folk. It's Arab people. Who you think killed the most Asian people? It's Asian people. You see? You see how that works? So, you know, those type of things happen in proximity. They're always going to be there. You're never going to get rid of that. However, there's an issue when you are in a integrated society and you still hold those fears against the other people. That's when the, the, the issue comes in. So another definition for fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. You see? An unpleasant emotion. People are losing their lives because an unpleasant emotion caused by a belief. Which we know that belief Doesn't mean that it's true Or not true It's just that It's just a thought That someone or something Is dangerous Now let's back that up a little bit And come back to The individual When it comes to fear Right So we know With those two definitions of fear That it's an unpleasant emotion, is really what it is, in the perception that something is dangerous. The fear that people have in doing anything in life is complete and utter, sorry, in utter, um, it, it, it paralyzes you completely you know, I had fear before I made this podcast, I can tell you that, you know, and uh, it wasn't so much that this definition of fear wouldn't be a uh, a good use of it, it would be more like a fear of worrying about if I was going to be good enough, right, if I was going to speak about topics that people really want to listen to. And that is going to be, we're going to get to another demon that is uh, pretty much that issue. But right now, you know, how many people have fear of trying to do things that they've never done before, stepping outside of the box, stepping out and taking their taking uh, control of their own lives? You know, life is too dynamic to be... You know, really put in a box like that. And because the fear really comes from being in that box, it doesn't come from the unknown. They like to tell you, oh, fear of the unknown, fear of the unknown. They want you to think it's a real thing. But to be truthfully honest, you don't know what's going to happen. So how can you fear something that you don't know? You don't you have no idea. The fear Truly, the fear is coming out of your comfort zone. The fear is coming out of that box that you have put your life in. And stepping out into the wilderness of life and learning new things that's going to make you a little bit uncomfortable or a lot of bit uncomfortable, depending on how boxed in you are. That's what the real fear is. The real fear is leaving master's yard. You know, and that that yard can be, you know, a a physical yard. That yard can be, you know, a yard that you created for yourself. You know, that yard could be a yard that you walked into via an institution of school. College is a yard. Because real life and real knowledge will destroy any college. There's no college on this planet That can give you the real, true knowledge of what's really going on around you in in your environment. It can only give you a degree of knowledge. That's why they call it a degree. It's a literal degree of knowledge. Because true knowledge is three hundred and sixty-five. It's a circle, and you only have maybe two degrees of it. Because now you got a bachelor's degree, and you might get to a point where you have seven degrees. Because you're a doctor in a particular. Uh, you know science that is really you know a regurgitation of years and years and years of the same stuff there's no real progression there you, you just memorized everything that you know somebody else said or a couple people that came before you said and that's mostly what school is really about is it really just a regurgitation yes you do learn some things not going to knock it. I have two degrees myself. But anyone who is a real student in life can tell you most of the learning that they've done has been outside of that classroom. But again, that's a yard. And some people get lost. They lock themselves in academia and never come back out. And they think they're so right or, you know, they think that they uh, they've somehow reached some type of pinnacle because they have a fear of leaving that yard so they stay there and they're like oh I re- I reached the top already I know everything you know nothing you see so a yard that fear that box that you have yourself in and in terms of the black community that box that we live in is very big and small at the same time Because not only do we fear for our lives every day, we fear for our children's lives. We fear that our children may be abducted and never seen again. We fear that, you know, our husbands or wives may go out and never be seen again. You might get a phone call, hey, your husband was killed. Or hey, your wife was killed. Or hey, your son or daughter was shot by, you know, the police because they didn't, you know, feel like they needed to give up their book bag to be searched. Or any combination of that. You see, or you go outside and, oh, you you know, your son was robbed because he had a pair of Jordans on. He didn't want to give them up. So they shot him. So the fear of being a black man or woman in America is real. And it's the largest fear that anyone has. No one else has this type of burden. So fear is, can destroy on an individual level. And it can also destroy on a nationality level. The fear of retaliation against an oppression is real. And that fear paralyzes and you stay in that box and you don't leave that yard. You don't leave master's yard. You start to procrastinate. You start to get lazy. You start to uh, have self-doubt about your own power and powerless and powerless of what you can and can't do. And so moving on from fear, we're going to move into the next demon. And uh, this particular demon, you know, again, (laughs) it goes hand in hand with the 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 four that came before it. And this one is approval of others to dictate your life. And if any people always looking for master or someone else to dictate and uh, approve what they're doing is right is black folk. I I mean, to be cruel to be honest, I ain't never seen no people that always looking for some other people to approve what they're doing. You know, we're always looking for, you know, validation from the white man, validation from whoever else, anybody around you, including ourselves. We're always looking for validation from the next person instead of just doing it, doing what we want to do because we desire to do it. And again, this is a big one on individual levels. And it's also a big one as a people in general. You know, this, this type, this particular demon along with the other four, but this one here has a deep root in, uh, you know, in relationships. You know, the the approval is, you know, pretty much the belief that someone or something is good or acceptable. You know, saying so we're walking around. Oh, I got to dress this way because, you know, or they're not going to accept me at the job. I got to put on my white voice or they're not going to accept me at the job. I got to act this way. I got to be educated in this. I have to show I have all these type of degrees or I'm not going to be accepted. I'm going to be laughed at. They're not going to take me serious. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, this particular one is, is, is deeply rooted just like the rest of them. But this one here, um, the approval of others to dictate your life. I mean, (laughs) pretty much self-explanatory there no? And, uh, yeah, that that that's a that's a hard one there. You know, and and I said you know a second ago that this one you know is deeply rooted in relationships with others, especially romantic relationships, because you're always looking for romantic relationships and children is a big one. You know, because as a child, this is all you have. And I bring up the child because the state of the child's mind is pretty much where the black community is. The state of the child's mind. Because we're constantly looking for mommy and daddy, so to say, you know, or, you know, master. To approve if we're doing right or wrong or not, as if they're the moral seat of, you know, everything that's right or wrong. But as a child. To a child, the parent is the moral seat of right and wrong. The child is God. I mean, the parent is God to a child. You see? So, and that goes into a whole nother, you know, rabbit hole about, uh, you know, rearing children and all of that thing. But I, I use that analogy because this is pretty much where we're at. We don't move unless we get approval. And that has to stop. We have to move on our own with like-minded folk who want to actually move and better the quality of life as being black in America. We can't continue to be around other folk who want to be, you know, apologetics. For everything that's done to us. Oh, you know, you know, we got to forgive because now y'all got to move because we're. The ones that are really tired, we're tired of it. We're tired of always going and have to go outside. You know, we think we're going to have a good day. And then we look up on the news that another black man was shot. Another black woman was shot sleeping in our house because they ran into the wrong house. And y'all want to apologize for them. Oh, we got to forgive our enemy. No, you forgive your enemy and get your ass. Well, we're going to move on and we're not going to tolerate that no more. And this is just not, you know, as as a collective, but also in, in your individual life. You got to stop that. And whether it's a, a relationship with your family members, your best, your friends or your, you know, quote unquote, romantic partner. Stop being so forgiving with things that compromise you. If it's going to compromise you, you don't have. The need or the the, the time to be forgiven folks. For something that they already knew was going to compromise you. They knew that because you told them. You see, and they still do it anyway. These are the people you need to move out, move out the way. Cause they vampires. And they're just gonna continue to suck on suck your life out. I mean, this is on both levels as an individual but also as a community as a whole we got to move these people out of the way because they're part of the extremes just like you have your extremes of other people who hate and racist or whatever you want to call them those people are an extreme and so are these people over here who continue to do things against you they they what they call it a uh, a transgression. You know, they trespass against you and what the signs say, trespassers will be shot. I'm not advocating for you to shoot anybody, but you get the point. So why are we the only ones that always have to forgive everyone else when they do something to us? You see, they the main ones out that you know, soon as something happened, they want to roll out you know Sharpton and you know House Sharpton and all the rest of them. Hey, we got to oh, slow down. You know, we got to forgive and, and 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 you know they they didn't do right, but 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 you know, let's let's go ahead and take this walk down the block a couple times and we're going to be all right. You know. Nah, we're not doing that. Move out the way. Cuz you 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 impeding our process or progress. Sorry. Because we don't want to go through that no more. We're tired of it. You see, I'm tired of it in my own individual life. With you know, I've gotten rid of those people, and I was tired of it then on just the, on the individual level. So I know as a collective, the ones that have, are like minded, because you like I said, you're gonna have the, the extremes that want to apologize for all for every transgression that's done against us. Oh, it's, it, it was a mistake, and and and, and you know. If we just, no, move. So. And like I said, make sure you do that in your own life, because weeding those people out, those people that not really in your corner. Get them out of there. So the next demon that we're going to. Talk about is. (laughs) And, you know, this pretty much goes hand in hand with. The, the last one uh, blaming others for your current situation um, I guess I should read that again blaming others for your current situation now this is a, a two-fold demon here because as a whole you know as black folk as a whole We do have every right to blame others. However, at the same time, we do need to take accountability for not moving and being, you know, like as, you know, the rest of those demons, we need to take accountability for entertaining them at the same time. We do need to take accountability for self-doubting, knowing that we have all the wonders in the world. Within our community, everything that happens on Earth does not move without the black people. Because they need the energy, they need the attention to do any of it. For example, one of the greatest, if not the most pivotal sci-fi movie ever made, The Matrix and the trilogy and The Terminator was written by a black woman. You see what I'm saying? Your traffic lights that bring order to your everyday life, black man. Internet, black man. On and on and on and on. You see your farmers almanac that the all the (laughs) farmers use all over the country, probably the world, to be honest. Uh. But most likely, you know, the U.S. black man. You see, so blaming others for your current situation, which in our case is a twofold thing, because we do need to take accountability at some point and looking at ourselves and saying, you know what, we can get this done and we can move forward and we can build our own stuff because we've done it before. We've done it all over the globe. Many of times and we can do it again, but at the same time, we can sit there and pinpoint exactly what has been happening to us and the conditioning that's been happening with these silent weapons thus or a.k.a. demons that's been sent after us to hold us back. So it's, you know, like I said, it's a twofold thing in my in my view. And so we definitely need to. You know, work on blaming others and taking accountability where we can take accountability at, and not being afraid to point the finger and say, yo, this is not our fault and you caused this. But at some point, you do need to take accountability because if you're going to point the finger, you need to come up. You like, yo, you did it, but I'm going to come up with my own solution to fix it. You see. And this is, again, on an individual level as well. How many of us, you know, blame somebody else? You know, and usually you get this blame in a relationship because, I mean, really, that's all we got as humans. Everything is a relationship with somebody else, whether it's a friendship, a business relationship, romantic relationship. Everything that we do is relationships with someone else. You can't go through life without having relationships with someone else. So usually these type of situations, blaming others for a current situation, usually happens And, you know, some type of uh, parental child relationship and or a romantic relationship, you know, and a lot of people are quick to blame someone else for what happened instead of taking accountability. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, blaming others is the way to go, because most of the time it's not most of the time you need to take accountability for your own decisions. But in this case, and, and especially what's going on in America right now, blaming others is part of the problem, is part of the, the solution. Because we do need to highlight what's been going on and who's been perpetrating. So that's that's an essential piece of it. Uh, the next one, the next demon to. uh Speak about, and we try to exercise here, is <laughs> negative mindset. Hmm. The notion of, you know, your negative nancies or your those individuals who always saying, oh, we we never gonna get, we never, oh, black people never gonna come together, oh oh oh, you know, you can't do that because black people you know we we can't do it we can't do it all together you know we all know them people shit you you might be one of them people oh i don't never think we all going to get together you know and that right there is another cancer you know and i and and to be quite frank with you i sometimes have those type of negative thoughts Uh, You know, not so much about um, if people are going to be able to uh, come together, but more so in my own, you know, ups and downs in the law of rhythm in my own life. And the law of rhythm states that you're going to have peaks and valleys in your own lives, whether it's uh, uh, emotional, up and downs, peaks and valleys, which we go through every day. Physical up and downs, and peaks and valleys, you're going to weigh more one day than you do the next day. You're going to be in great shape at one point in your life versus the next point in your life or previous point in your life. It's called the law of rhythm. Now, the law of rhythm is mutable. So basically, if it's foreseeable, it's preventable. And negative mindset is one of those things that is mutable. Because if you can feel and you you know when you're about to be in a negative space, you can feel it coming. You can feel the energy bubbling up in you. You can mute that by m- thinking about things that are positive, keeping yourself busy. When you feel as though you're about to be in a negative space, go do something. Go use, go be, go use your creative outlet if you have one. And if you don't have one, I suggest you find one. No matter what it is, it might be something just personal to you. You might want a color on the sidewalk. Go do it, you know because negative thinking is mutable and as a black community this is something that is a little bit more difficult to do as a collective however if you can start to master it at an individual level then it'll trickle because the next person is gonna say yo man i know it's a change in you. you you're not as uh You know, when we talk about things, you're not as negative anymore. What, like, how do you do that? And then you let them know what you did. Then they gonna try it if they want to do it. And if they do, if they like minded like yourself, then they gonna it's gonna be a domino effect. And that's how you, that's how we're going to get over something like negative mindset. And having a negative mindset is mutable. And it starts at an individual level. I think this is. One of the ones, you know, along with self-doubt and procrastination is, I mean, they're all got to start at, I mean, really, yeah, all of them have to start at the individual level. And last but not least, you know, and these didn't go in any particular order. This is how I had them written down. Um, Or, yeah, I had them written down. i seen it. uh, Actually, this podcast, this particular episode came as I seen a post on uh on my social media feed that we're talking about all of these demons and i said you know what this will be perfect because all of these demons are exactly what's happening in the black community at the at the moment and what's really causing the issue it ain't just police brutality It ain't just you know uh racist system that we live under it ain't just you know All of those other things that go attached with that is also these things as well. These demons that we're dealing and fighting with every day. And the last one is excuses and distractions. You know, we the most excuse ridden, distracted people on earth. You know, you're not going to be able to go in a black household without finding an Eagles, you know, uh, fan or cowboy fan or whoever kind of sport fan, you know, Lakers fan, uh, whatever, whatever kind of sports, you're not going to be able to find a black household without sports. And, or you're not going to be able to find a black household without a PlayStation or an Xbox in it. You're not going to be able to find a black household without a television. And in some cases, some rarer cases, you're not going to be able to find a black household without a book because books can also be distracting, So making, you know, having all of these distractions is, you know, like, for example, the first podcast I did, episode one, I talked about how not having the distractions around as far as, you know, sports and how everyone in that probably those three, four months was out doing something, using their creative side of themselves you know people were building they were upgrading their homes they were baking more they were coloring they were doing art you know all these things that they've been wanting to do that actually really brings joy to their lives they were doing because you know why sports was gone niggas would you know wasn't sitting around watching football all day long ridiculous It's it's utter. It's insanity is what it is. It really is. You know, games start at one o'clock and don't end until (laughs) 1130 at night. And then it comes on again the next day on a Monday night. They don't end till 1130 at night. Start to what, 738. So you don't you went to work on Monday, you got off at five or for 5 36 for between four and six you know if you have children you got to pick them up you know getting them ready you manage them until it's pretty much bedtime then you just sit in front of the tv and watch more sports and then it comes on again on thursday and then you got the nba who comes on in between then and any the other sport that you interested in hockey golf You know, soccer, if you're into that, like I am uh, Formula One racing, like, you know, like me. I like that. That's what I like. I like soccer and Formula One. I don't watch the NFL, nor do I care about the NBA, you know, but I'm still guilty of the same thing that they are guilty of. You know, I got a PlayStation and and I like sports. And so all of these distractions, I'm not, you know, unaffected by them either. But one thing I will say is, and I have plenty of books, I have a lot of books, and I read as well. So, you know, distractions, you know, when you have distractions in your life, they lead way to excuses. Well, why didn't you get the, uh, hey, babe, Um, I thought you said you were going to do the uh, the floor. Oh, yeah, babe, I, I'm, I'm going to get to it. Don't worry about it, you know, but you said that two weeks ago, you know, like. When you gonna to get to it, oh I, I, I started to look at it after this game go off and then it's two months later again. You know, now you're starting to, you know, build mistrust in your relationship because of it. You know. Or now you don't you're not gonna put your hundred you know, your best foot forward because you don't wanna do it now because you wanna you wanna worry about the distractions. And that's just one example. There's millions of examples of, you know, excuses due to distractions or vice versa. So and uh, like I said, the black community is one of the most distracted people on the earth because we are the distraction. It's, It's it's quite ironic because not only are we the most distracted, but we are the distraction. We are the football players. We are the basketball players. We are the musicians. We are the artists. We I mean, we're all of it. We are entertainment through and through. You know, you wouldn't have Law and Order if it wasn't for black folk. You wouldn't have, uh, you know, cops. You know, some of the best episodes of Criminal Minds or, you know, what is that show? 48 Hours. You wouldn't have none of that if we weren't involved in it. So it's it's really a, a unique position to be in when you are distracted and you're the distraction you know so i hope that makes sense but uh yeah so that's 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 all of the demons that i think uh pretty much sums up the plight of the black community as a whole in this country but more so you know the last thing i, I as i alluded to uh previously that i wanted to speak about at the end of this episode here and we have reached that point is I think that all black folk in this country have PTSD, whether it whether it's inherited through genetics, through the genetic memory and or they have uh, experienced some type of trauma which 2020 has been nothing but trauma. And you know a lot of us, A lot of our community go to religion for in place of counseling. And I honestly do think that you can believe what you want to believe. That's not, I mean, it doesn't bother me. However, I do think in addition to what you think you're doing right, I think that it might be beneficial to seek some type of counseling. You know, and excuse if you hear the birds. You know, if you hear any birds chirping at like right in my windows, things, they be up at like four o'clock in the morning chirping away. It's ridiculous. And, uh but yeah, so I do think counseling is something that all of us, especially, like I said, black folk in America or any, you know, whatever your nationality is, if you feel as though you've been experiencing some type of oppression of being in this society honestly everybody in this society probably needs counseling because this is a nasty sterile environment that we live in that we have to navigate every day and it it, i think it will behoove uh anyone individual to probably seek uh, you know find yourself a good counselor and just talk about the events that's happening because it will catch up to you And it will cause PTSD. And the effects of that is, you know, it can be very devastating to your life. And uh, I thought about, you know, one of my degrees is in uh, human services, pretty much leading into counseling. And I'm actually thinking about going back to, uh, to school and pursuing counseling for myself and becoming a counselor you know, mainly geared, you know, open to, you know, all people, but mainly geared to black people, you know, because I, I this is the one group that I think needs the most counseling because there's so much, you know, because the idea of counseling is to re- help the individual regain autonomy of self. And there's really no other group of people who really need to regain the autonomy of self more than black folk so with that i appreciate you listening to you know episode four you know i know that it might have been a lot and uh the title might be a little misleading because you know the uh negative connotation with the word but of demon but you know hopefully you have a different outlook on what a demon can actually be and uh those ones that i i uh we talked about tonight and procrastination self-doubt being lazy fear one of the the ones that's called you know causing a lot of hectic and you know ruckus right now approval of others to dictate your life blaming others for your current situation negative mindset excuses and distractions are the ones that we spoke about today and i hope that you you know really sit back and look at you know you can look at society a little bit differently now that you you know we spoke about those uh those issues and those energies that are permeating through the society right now and with that i'll see you next time be safe thank you for those of you who made it to the end of the podcast i've noticed that uh, i'm sure there's Uh, some eyebrows raised you know there's a little bit of motion when i was recording that and i didn't want to edit out the emotion at all i wanted to share that emotion and let everyone know that you know i'm also a human too and i do get you know bothered by these things that's happening and uh, i appreciate you listening and taking notes if you did and taking and having a takeaway from this podcast hopefully you share it with your friends subscribe on soundcloud and or itunes and i hope it sparks a conversation with within you but then it also sparks a conversation with some of your friends and family as well again thank you until next episode be safe